0: Welcome in. This is three hundred yards to unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Eric Patterson, E Pat, in the house. What's up, dude?
1: Not too much, Rick. Uh, diving into the. Uh, we were just talking about it a little bit. Diving into the NFT horses streets. Um, it's a conversation probably for a rainy day, but uh, quite the world. And maybe one day we'll be playing these games in a in a golf metaverse or something crazy in the in the future. But uh, for now, just the ponies
0: that's what we need NFT golfers and you enter them into tournaments and you see how good they are. That's there. There you go. Someone go create that. That You
1: can buy clubs. You can get, uh, like scarce clubs that are better. You get, you know, train them, pay to train them, pay to get better. I there's, there's something out there. there. It's like pretty much video games, but yeah, the, the, the horse racing is kind of fun. Um, but that's just, I haven't been paying much to, I just said, I haven't been paying much to the Wells Fargo this afternoon, but, uh, Seems like uh, the, the wind's picking up and Quail Hall is showing its teeth a little bit, but um,
0: kind of an interesting meter board. Do you think that okay? So, as the moment we are recording this, um, so the cut line or the projected cut line has been in flux, it was even par earlier in the day, plus one is where it's at now. It's about 50% chance it's going to get to plus two. Bryson oh, wow. finished earlier this morning, EPAT, at two over. Uh, do you think he's still there? Or did he hop the jet? Like, ah, just forget it. I'm not even hanging around for this.
1: <laughs>
0: I, yeah,
1: like, uh, I would have thought. Plus one was kind of sweating it, but now plus two is, uh, Bryson probably can afford to get that plane turned around in the middle of the air too. If it, uh, if it starts going kind of in his direction, but, uh, if we want to touch on Bryson, did you see Hovland's comments about quail hollow?
0: He said it was a driving range course or something like that. And then
1: if it's a driving range course, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, it's a Bryson week. And then I, I, he was like one under at the time and I got a little nervous,
0: but, uh, just didn't figure it out in Bryson's defense. It was really one hole. He he played the yeah. easiest hole on the course, which was nearly a shot under par. He he tripled it on Friday. Did you like,
1: did you see his I, I, I peeked up, it was like I didn't even see what shot he was going for, but he spun his ball back into the water maybe thirty feet. Like I'm yeah, guessing that, was, that that green is pretty severely slow, but brutal shot. Just like yeah. to, to spin it that hard is right. That was his, that
0: was his second ball in the water. Uh, it was, and he kind of got, listen, I'm, I'm no Bryson apologist or whatever, but he kind of got unlucky there too, because there was a lot of other shots that came in at like a similar speed that got caught. Like Stuart sinks got caught up on, on the fringe there. It didn't drop down. His just spun too much, a little too hard. Didn't catch that, uh, stickiness and goes in.
1: I mean, I'm, for me, I want Bryson to miss all the cuts until the U S open. I think that's where I want his game to be trending. And then we'll pounce on him back at Tory Pines. <laughs> uh, I'll it. cheer for the chaos. And then hopefully he can come through with a, defend his title.
0: The other thing that happened at Wyndham uh, or excuse me, at the Wells Fargo, I was thinking of Webb Simpson. So I was thinking of the Wyndham is Webb withdrew after lock, but before his tee time, which always triggers everybody. And I get yeah. it. It stinks. Uh, should there be something done about it? I don't know. My whole argument was, okay, yeah, you could replace him with the guy that replaces him or you could take the golfer who is, um, you know, immediately priced below him or whatever. My whole argument is DraftKings and FanDuel don't have to like, don't have to develop anything new because this, it's not worth it. It only happens like three times a year. It is not worth them going through a phase of development, changing the software to fix this. That's my only
1: argument. Yeah, no, it, it it's what maybe twice, I don't know, less than 10, maybe five, a handful of times a year. It's hard to, it is hard to justify all the, the effort that it would take to reprogram their entire app. And it just, it sucks. It's the game we play, but I, I mean, you, you gave me the little shout out. I do think there should be a range report. If, if, you know, if we, if we notice Webb wasn't on the range Tuesday, Wednesday, like he might normally be, or you visited the physio ch- uh, tent or something, uh, just some sort of insight from the grounds to know uh, what's going on. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see it. I, I don't think we will, but yeah, it's a tough break for the web backers. And now that we're talking about this, did you see the uh, Keith Mitchell story?
0: What was the Keith Mitchell story?
1: So you pointed out that Keith Mitchell lost like eight strokes putting last week. I remember that. Yep. Um, so it came out today that Keith Mitchell had a bent putter. <laughs> His, he didn't know it was cute. bent, so it was like I think it was like one degree open, and so it, it changed the loft and lie of his angle of his putter to like six degrees open, pretty much. Wow. So he he said he couldn't figure out why he was missing these putts, but all day he was standing over the ball and he was just felt so uncomfortable and like the putt was never <laughs> reacting the way it was supposed to, and it turned out his his putter was damaged. So, um, kind of a crazy uh, equipment story that. pretty much impacted yeah it changed a lot of things from from a yeah strokes game putting standpoint just one crazy bad round that was a had nothing to do with him but his equipment was broken
0: that's much better than the alternative of him having the worst putting round and everything was in order you know what I mean like I'm glad to hear this this makes more sense And I think
1: he's playing decent (laughs) now so it makes sense that he would have rebounded someone probably saw that and Thought he Yeah, completely. I mean, it's Keith Mitchell. He might actually be prone to uh, losing eight strokes right. on the green, but right. to know that it was just just so fluky. And like, how would we ever know that? Like, And it just came out today. It would have been nice to know maybe going into this week that it wasn't um, him completely losing his touch on the green. But I just found that uh, pretty funny that he set a record and it was because of his equipment.
0: Yeah because through two rounds now uh he's gained a stroke and a half with the putter. So there you go. Things, he's got things, he, things are he took good again. The putter
1: again. to the the tour truck and got it fixed up, but that's crazy.
0: <laughs> that's awesome stuff. But the uh the big story, Epat. Um I was going to say it was the PGL, but I, I guess it's not. It's the SGL, the Super Golf yes. League because it's back in the news, Eric. So now we had the PGL which i guess was kind of a spin off of the PGA tour and then the super golf or super league super league golf or super yeah. golf league SLG i think slug slug okay is a spin off of the PGL which is apparently saudi backed money trying to lure all the best players in the world to whatever their mega tour looks like that's that's what we're dealing with two different things here I
1: mean, if we had this conversation like when it first came out Tuesday, Wednesday, we would have thought the SGL, Super League Golf, I don't even know. SLG. If the Super League was the same as the PGL. And apparently, they're two different things now, which is nuts. And I think it changes the entire conversation around um, the Super League. Because the Super League is a... I don't know if you read the details, but um, the Super League is one of the worst ideas I've ever seen on paper because... Uh, they want to have like 10 to 12 events only in the Middle East, mm-hmm. only in Saudi Arabia and the Middle East, which, and if, uh, you know, the money is only coming from Saudi Arabia as well, which is, I think that was one of the biggest issues, moral, you know, dilemmas that people faced with the PGL is that it had ties to the Saudi Arabia, um, whatever, Gulf inner, whatever they want to call themselves. But I think that was what a lot of people got it kind of got hung up on and now that the PGL is no longer associated with the Saudis I think we can have a much better kind of conversation about the entire topic
0: this helps the PGL in a big way Right, right. This is like them being like, look, we're, we're way more legitimate than this crazy Super League over here. Don't don't worry about that. Like, Don't take that S- Saudi blood money. Come over here, take our money. We'll play all over the place. And we'll be like more, um, I guess, I don't know, legitimate might be the word. Now, there's still th- conversations about if guys would actually play, what it would actually take. But I think the news of the Super League is good for P- the PGL.
1: Yeah, they the Alan Shipnook said he talked to a PGL investor and they pretty much dragged the Saudis through the mud, saying they stole our idea, which they clearly did. It was the that's why we thought the PGL and the SLG were the same thing because the idea was identical. Now maybe the PGL doesn't have the same amount of money that they might have had before with the Saudi investors, so that's um, a conversation. But I do think the PGL sounds like they're still well equipped to try and lure these guys away from the PGA Tour. Um yeah, it's it's fascinating because like Jay Monahan came out and said, You're gonna lose your tour card. You're pretty much gonna he, he said you might get expelled from the PGA tour, which is mm-hmm. that's kind of bananas. Um there's gonna be some mad sponsors out there saying I can't have DJ or I can't have Brooks come to my event because they, they teed it up in another league. Like that's a tough, that's a tough balancing act. I don't know how that's gonna go well with the uh, FedEx, with RBC, with all these companies.
0: The PG or excuse me, the PGA is the the, the tour is walking a tightrope, I believe, with not a lot of leverage in the situation because you just nailed it, right? Like, okay, if... Let's let's talk about it in in terms of if if it's the PGL. If if Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau go to whatever they want, the PGL, the SLG, they go to some other tour and the PGA Tour can no longer market them as members. Well, certainly, do you think that that's going to impact the purses because of all the sponsorship money and will maybe not FedEx but will these title sponsors uh start allocating some of their funds to this new golf tour they don't care right they don't they're not loyal to the PGA tour from a sponsorship standpoint as long as eyeballs are being put on to their products so the PGA tour kind of loses that battle um it, it, like it would almost be like the WWE and WCW like you'd have like two separate i, I don't want to call them entities but two separate tours like battling for everybody's eyeballs it's so Back to that, like where the
1: sponsors come in, um, Daniel Rappaport, I don't know if you saw his tweet about... Uh, so, Dustin Johnson, clearly an RBC ambassador, has RBC on his left sleeve, the logo. And when he won this past year in Saudi Arabia, that logo wasn't on his shirt. So, there's a picture of him holding a trophy. No visible RBC logo. Okay. So, that, to me, like the only... Sponsors would be scared off if it was associated to Saudi Arabia. I think that, and now that it's not, if the PGL comes out and says we have no Saudi Arabian ties, I think the the tour is in a terrible spot because sponsors are going to be completely fine with this other startup league. So um, the splitting of the SLG and the PGL is the worst thing I think that could happen for the PGA Tour. Because, you know, three days ago when it was the SLG, I was like, this is a brutal idea. It's, you know, it's pretty, it, there's a lot of things wrong with it, in my opinion, to just join forces with, um, Saudi Arabian back money. Uh, and now that it's not associated to it, I think there's some legs to it. I, I truly believe there's, there's something there.
0: The other thing that the tour doesn't have leverage with is, uh, the major championships or at least three of them. I mean, so, so, I mean, if you are a golfer, um and we can talk about this like if you're if you're Dustin Johnson if you're Brooks Kepka, if you're whoever and you're going to get paid 30 to 50 million dollars to go on to another tour and you're going to be able to play 18 times all around the world I'm sure a lot of them will still be held in North America they're going to be in Europe they're going to be whatever and still play three major championships why wouldn't you do this exactly
1: no that and that was <laughs> if the if the PGA tour has to rely so heavily on both the official world golf rankings and the major championships, because that's the incentive to play the PGA tour is to keep your world ranking up. It's to get, you know, FedEx cup. It's maybe to get a win. So you get exemptions into the masters. Um, And without, if the, if the U S open came out and said, you know, we're, we're completely fine with the PGL starting up. The PGA tour loses a leg to stand on. If the OWGR comes out and says, we're going to reward points. If DJ Brooks, Bryson are all playing in a tournament, just like the hero world challenge, even if it's like 18 guys, they still award official world golf ranking points. So if the OWGR recognizes any startup tour as, you know, a sanctioned event, we're going to give points because these guys are good. Um, Then again, the PGA tour loses another leg to stand on. So it's, uh, They're they're in a tough spot, I think. And maybe this is just me getting overly excited about the fact that the Saudi Arabian people are now away from the PGL, Um, because I do think that was a roadblock for a lot of people. But yeah, if the majors are on board and the OWGR is going to give out points, then I could see this actually gaining traction.
0: Yeah, I think there is, you know, the sentiment about the PGA Tour um, playing defense, and that's what that's what we're seeing, right? We're seeing the PIP money, we're seeing the bonuses. I mean, they have all these bonuses. It's the FedEx Cup uh, at, at the Tour Championship. It's the I always for Comcast Business Rewards, 10, yeah, whatever, yeah. like that money. They're raising the Corn Fairy prize pools, which I think is great. Uh, like they they are trying to build pillars in defense of this, but I don't know. And maybe and it's not like it's not like if the PGL started, uh, the PGA tour would cease to exist, it would just it would just look different, there would be different guys or whatever. But like I, I'm wondering what else we're going to see from the PGA tour because I think they should be treating it as um a real threat. And if it's not the PGL and it's not the SLG, it'll be something else. There will always be something else, and I think the tour is starting to figure that out.
1: Yeah, and you know, Fowler, we can laugh at him all we want because he's included in this group, but he came out and said, you know. The tour right now is the best place to be, but there's clearly people out there who think it could be better or else these other tours wouldn't exist. And when you think about the $40, $40 million pip divided by 10 guys, that's nothing compared to what, you know, some of these rumored offers are from these other tours where Phil, Phil might be able to fetch $100 million. DJ was like $50 million just to show yeah. up. And just then they're show up for, this is the PGL. They also said, you know, $20 million. Uh, 20 million dollar purses the winner gets four million and last place gets 250k which
0: 250k is, is like third place at the john deere or whatever exactly like, that's a lot even the
1: wgc's at no cuts can't even support that like last place gets i don't know 50 grand 50. there so yeah. 250 for just you could play left-handed and still do it like that's it's a lot of cash and that PJ Tour is gonna have to figure some way to get more cash because even the PIP is kind of Not nothing to these guys. Like you win DJ DJ just won what 15 million at the FedEx Cup? He yeah. like he gets like three of those or something to join this tour, just to join it.
0: The Best defense that the PGA Tour has at the moment is named Rory McIlroy because he has been uh, very vocal about this being a cash grab, a money grab. If you want to go do that, go ahead. Rory seems to be at peace uh, with his place in the game and trying to forge out uh, history and legacy and things like that. Now, I wonder, Eric, like, how many other guys share that, right? How many uh, the and they have to be the, the top guys that care about legacy because, quite frankly, if you're ranked 50 to 100, you probably don't care about legacy because you're not part of the conversation. You're 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 not winning major championships. You you might just want to go sell out for cash and and play a 54 hole event, uh, what or whatever it is, 18 times a year. So, uh, Rory. Has always, to me, been very forward thinking, and yeah, I think he is forward thinking here. But I wonder how many share that same sentiment.
1: <laughs> no, I would, I would say, not many. Um, so there's like two things I, I kind of want to touch on here. Webb came out and said, "Web, Web, did you see what Webb said? Webb is like, uh, you know, if I'm a DJ, if I'm chasing these PGA Tour records, I wouldn't go over there." And then that gets me thinking, like, well. Webb isn't chasing those types of records. So maybe he would go over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it He's was like, almost like a he, he tried to like the, say, you know, the best guy shouldn't go. And then he almost opened the door for himself to go over. And then, I mean, how I see Rory's comments, and this goes back to even last year when they came out, His the number one quote that stuck with me is he, he didn't like where the money was coming from. And this uh, goes back to where I was before. Like uh, Now that that might have changed, maybe his stance would change. Like, say say they only have to play 12 events on the PGL and they could still play some PGA Tour events. Like, I, I think they could coexist and um, it would just be like, I don't know. I, I, think, I think Rory's defense was he didn't like where the money was coming from. And if that's changed, then what, what has he got to say now? I, I don't know how he would talk himself out of it.
0: The other, the other thing is, even if you are going the legacy route that comes back to the major championships, because if, if Rory goes to the PGL and can still play the masters, he can still complete the career grand slam. He can still rack up claret jugs. He can still like it, it. the no one is asking at the end of the day when he gets into the hall of fame how many fedex cups he won or like uh, it's just not happening it's 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 major championships so really i don't know how they're going to do it but the pga tour needs to shore up its relationships with the other entities and i'm not sure the other entities need to do that
1: that's it goes back to the original thing like I mean, Rory, yeah, Rory's not gonna be remembered, no offense to my Canadian Open, but he's not gonna be remembered for how many <laughs> Canadian opens he won. He's gonna be remembered for majors, and if he wins, you know, ten times on the PGL, like then it just pretty much they're just professional wins. They're just go to his record, like we count, kind of like a European tour win, or you know, Lee Westwood's European tour wins, if you will. So it does come down to how the majors view this threat to the PGA tour. And I don't know if that relationship is I don't know. I don't know what the Masters and the PGA Tour like. The, the Masters wants the best field. The US Open wants the best field. The Open Championship, they want the best field right. at their tournaments. So it doesn't really matter how they're getting there. It just, as long as the best players are there, that's really all that they care about.
0: The other argument that I've heard is well, the PGL is not going to be, you know, these courses are going to side with the PGA Tour. And it's like, why? For if, if the PGL called Quail Hollow and said, we want to host an event there in May or June or July, whenever we want, they're going to do it. They're going to accommodate that. They're going to take the money for it. You would just lose access to the TPC network, of course. So the PGL wouldn't play because they're mostly all uh, PGA Tour. Yeah, so you, you would lose, yeah, you'd lose Sawgrass. You'd lose Summerlin. You'd lose uh, River Highlands. But like, there's uh, that, that's also not even a defense. So there, there's really unfortunately it's, for the tour not a lot in their in their corner
1: they just need more money i think that's all yeah. it's going to come down to is more cash um and uh it's it comes back to the the top players feel like they're underpaid and that's i think i haven't done the math i'm sure there's math out there comparing you know the top guys in the nba versus the guys at the bottom of the nba and i'm sure that difference between what lebron makes it with what steph curry makes compared compared to the you know the 10th guy on the roster, it's probably pretty substantial compared to what DJ makes with on-course earnings compared to, I don't know, 120, 125. And, I, I would guess they're not making nearly enough.
0: And of course, those um, those earnings are not guaranteed. And in other sports, yeah. someone else is paying for your travel and all of your expenses. That's not happening here. So, okay. So so the PGA Tour has the money to do this, right? I, I mean, they're uh, what, a billion dollar organization. They obviously have a huge charitable aspect to it. Now, they obviously want to continue that. But couldn't they, and not that they want to blow the whole thing up because it's all about tradition and it's all about whatever, they have the money to do something like this, right? Couldn't they guarantee payouts? Couldn't they uh, raise prize purses? Or is that a slippery slope that they don't want to get into?
1: I mean, I don't know their financials, but there has been that talk about they spent like $40 on a... Do you see that new headquarters they built in Ponte Vedra with like that thing could probably cost hundreds of millions of dollars. So they, they definitely have the money floating around somewhere. I don't, yeah, it's, it's hard to say like where they can just go reach into their pockets and find it. But, um, and and what it's probably going to come down to is they're going to take more money for ads and and that ty- types of stuff, and it's gonna it's gonna slowly trickle down to the consumer, and it, we're going to be left watching just commercials.
0: They already have a uh, official uh, PDF opener sponsorship or whatever with uh, Adobe, like everything sponsored. We're going to see- sponsored. Yeah, which which is – it's already sponsored now. Uh, I mean, yeah, they could charge more for PGA Tour Live. They could charge more for whatever, but I, I don't know. I think that they are eventually going to have to – guarantee payouts for the bigger names at least i know the pip is trying to do that but it's not guaranteed i i think they're good and it's why there are some guys who have roles right i mean there there are open financials for the pga tour zach johnson gets paid like a million dollars a year to be a tour player ambassador or whatever like they could add guys to the payroll
1: i yeah i guess yeah so rory (laughs) probably gets paid to be like the head of the pack he he almost certainly does but it's yeah it's just like added work. Like DJ just wants to show up at his clubs and make thirty million. So, but it
0: doesn't have to be work, right? Just add, just put him on the payroll. He is the he is the head. He is the VP of um, sandwiches. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what he is, right? It's just put him on the payroll. I don't actually expect him to do anything else. Call him. Call him a marketing liaison, and and pay him three million dollars a year.
1: I mean, yeah, it's. It, w- you don't want to like take more money away from the like the lesser tours but they are going to increase the purses on the corn ferry tour. I would say uh and this is a take that Andy Johnson from the fried Egg had. He said like I think the the champions tour plays for like 55 million dollars every year, which is okay. nuts. Like why did why are those guys paying for, playing for so much money? You could cut that in half. I mean, I don't think uh I don't think Ernie Els or any of those top guys are hurting for money on the on the Champions Tour. So there's another twenty five, thirty million dollars you could stake, steal from them. Um, I think there's ways to do it. Uh, I was trying to look up Jay Monahan's salary because I do think he gets he makes a, quite a bit of money for um, compared to the other commissioners, like relative to like the league's value. So maybe Jay should give up a couple extra million, too.
0: I, I saw their, ta- their, the tax filings were, were public and I saw these at one point. Okay. So he made in 2017, he made 3.9 million. Oh, that's uh, not bad. He gave up his salary during COVID, but I saw the full tax and you could see the, there were like names on the payroll that were, you know, ambassadors or whatever that is like, wow, they're making, okay. They're making that much money. It's like, it's a very interesting thing to look at and who they're paying, and they could just do that for the top players.
1: I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't be against it. Even like appearance fees, like start dishing those out. Honestly, I think it's, if that's the only way you can compete, then that's what you got to do. Like You can't, you can't, I don't think the PGA tour can lose. You can't even have this threat that DJ and Brooks and Bryson might walk. So whatever these guys kind of want, they have all the leverage really. I have the tax
0: filing here. Good. Sorry. Do have I have an issue with, ahead, have have an issue with le- appearance fees? No. I don't have an issue with anything. Do they they for what? Okay, if you're a big name player, like I mean, they use you in every single commercial. You are asked to do you are asked to do more work because you're on the press conference uh schedule every single week. You you are doing more already. They should be compensated for that. I, this is a no-brainer. If you went to your job like anyone would be would be clamoring for more money or guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah I, like, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. And it's not like they don't try as hard because they got paid, you know, a couple hundred grand to show up. I don't think that's an issue at all either. Like they still want to win the tournament. So you're not taking away the competitiveness of the of the top guys. I don't – that would be like the only fear is like, oh, these guys just kick their feet up. But
0: Kevin Strelman uh, – so this is from 2017. So Kevin Strelman was a player director. Well, I don't know what that means and I do not know what he does. $1.3 he got paid for that. So Kevin Strelman Strylman- – What were Streelman's, let's look up what were Streelman's 2017 earnings, okay? Okay. Because the tour paid him 1.3.
1: I'm going to look these up.
0: Hold on. I have someone else on here. So Monaghan made 3.9. We mentioned that. I thought I saw Zach Johnson on here somewhere as well. Okay. Jason Bone, player director, 117,000. So is he doing eight times less than what Kevin Streelman did?
1: (laughs) I think Bone's (laughs) on like the USGA now, but uh, what year did you say Streelman? 17. Okay. Davis so Love the
0: third, player director, 441,000. What were Strelman's? Strelman was made one. They paid him
1: 1.3. Like any more decimal points after that or just strictly 1.3? 1. <laughs> 1.342, 1,342,000.
0: Okay. Because his
1: on course earnings that year were 1.313 million.
0: So he made more from the PGA tour, paying him to be player director than he made on the course
1: interesting i didn't know these things that like they're paying that's yeah that's there's guaranteed money right there
0: yeah it's very what, interesting
1: can you can you control f to see what dj was up to or no
0: i don't think he's on here um
1: so oh, dj dj in theory should just be on there for like 10 million influencer
0: so it's funny because they so they they list out their independent contractors so they list dustin johnson enterprises inc which i guess is dj's dj's llc or whatever and so they paid out 10.5 million to that
1: that's probably yeah that's probably in line with what he made so justin Um, thomas
0: llc 17.1 because he won did he win the fedex cup that year 2017 uh pga maybe he did Speeth um, Enterprises 11. Does anyone-
1: <laughs> now that you're on the enterprises, you got to find like the best uh, the best LLC name on there.
0: I only if see all uh...
1: just, like DJ and LLCs like that would be boring. I want to see like uh, a nickname or something cryptic. <laughs>
0: uh I wish I could, so I can only see I think I can only see like the the big the big ones here. I don't think they list them all out. But Oh no, maybe. Oh no, then here's all the. Okay, so here's all the charitable stuff. I'm just. I'm now scrolling through like 93 pages of the PGA Tours tax to Go through it, but that is
1: interesting that you know Stroman's getting paid side money to do whatever a player director is.
0: I think they could do it.
1: They could. They're why not? DJs, DJs, pretty much, and like those top guys, who keep going back to DJ. But Bryson is pretty much the most marketable guy on tour, so he should get a cut for their market, like marketing
0: appearance fees or whatever. If another tour um, would need to get started, would they need to start? So is it better to, I I think you have to get the guys first and then start, or would you kind of start and be like, hey, it's real. It's a real thing. We're coming over here and then try to lure them. And how many guys and who would they need? Like if you got Phil and Fowler and that was all you got.
1: No, that's not going to work. Right. Bryson Brooks, DJ, I think is a good starting point. And I so think if you they're, have, they're, I, think, I think Phil's in. I think Phil's already like on. Phil's he's dying to go. Phil might be on Phil's both. Phil might, <laughs> I love how Phil just came out hot yesterday, too, right? When this is like this firestorm's happening and Phil's at the top of the leaderboard. Price um, is going up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Porter had a fantastic tweet about, uh, I think it was like le- something about leverage, but I was just laughing because, yeah, Mickelson's smiling, knowing he's getting paid even more. But, um, I think you need, I don't know, three or four of the top 10, 15 guys. Definitely the most, some of the more recognizable ones.
0: If you got Bryson Brooks, DJ, and then just Fowler, Mickelson, that would be compelling.
1: You could probably fill it out with like some European dudes. You might be interested in it. Like even it sounds like Rose might be kind of on board. He seems even like a Sergio might be down to try this. So I think there's, even that you show like the proof of concept is pretty much all you need. And then, then you do year two, you bring in the bigger guys, like, you know, bring in the JTs and whoever else might be down. But I think you do kind of need to show that it does work. And there is a lot of money to be made, even if they run like a huge deficit year one, when like, You know, they're paying all these guys that might not be worth it. But
0: I think the veteran Europeans would make a lot of sense for this Stenson Rose, in um Westwood. Like, I yeah. think those guys would make a lot of sense. They don't, you know, the the, the PGA, they don't play a lot on the PGA Tour anyway. You get like uh, um, towards the end of your prime influx of cash and you can probably be more competitive. I don't know. I just think that would be really appealing for a lot of guys. And then you fill out, and then you fill out the the teams or whatever. Um, I think they want, I think the last I heard it was 12 four man teams or whatever you want to call it. So call it 48 guys. You fill it out with, the Billy Horschels and the, I don't know who else, the, the Ian Poulter's and the Kevin Strelman's, I guess Strelman wouldn't do it because no, he's on the, he, on the PGA he's tour. Payroll. The but like, you know what I mean? Like you fill it out with those guys and you could have yourself a pretty compelling organization. Yeah, I think, I think
1: those guys, honestly, it would almost be back to like the PGA tour. It's like, only 10 guys on the PG on the PGL matter. The rest of like our teammates and like, there's, there's the team dynamic. I think that's very interesting too. So you would have like the captains or the owners and those good, those guys would be the most important. And then you fill it out with whoever kind of wants to join. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see where that goes now that, you know, there's a big hurdle that's no longer in the way. It's just, there are, there are a lot of like, who's going to broadcast it. Who's going to talk about it. Who's going to, I don't know, like, PCK. I'll you know, figure that out. <laughs> Rick Gaiman Productions will, <laughs> will be down in Australia. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll, it up.
0: I'll be there. They would, they would sell the streaming rights for a ton of money. They'd have plenty of They'd have plenty of options for that.
1: Nope. Yeah, I, I don't think, Jim, like CBS and Faldo might not be able to jump ship, but no. you could get some upstart like Amazon Streaming or whatever those other companies would be kind of on board. So, yeah, I guess that's not a, as big of a detail as, as it might be. As you might think, but I do think you need a handful of the top guys. But I, I mean, even to. if even if Mickelson goes over, I still think people would be interested in watching what the hell's going on.
0: Just Mickelson alone, yeah. <laughs> well, Mickelson I'd, I'd and his recu-
1: yeah recruiting tour. He just goes around just. Just tries to rally up any any gambling golf guys that he can find. They want to go make a quick he, buck.
0: He'd be like Nick Saban in your living room. Like you gotta come, you gotta come to the PGA. Oh yeah, man. like you got <laughs> it. He'd
1: probably be so good at recruiting too. Like that's, he's dangerous there in those meetings. He's probably chatting with these guys. Like even da- Damon spent a lot of time with him. Yes, on the course, and he's probably Damon might be all in.
0: He's uh he's worth the hundred million that the PGL would pay him to be like ambassador or president or whatever they want to call it. Even his there.
1: like his his little show on Twitter's the last few days has been pretty good and um it maybe not worth with a hundred million, but it's definitely worth something. It certainly um, is. I might be sold Early, yeah, <laughs> like, earlier this week. Remember we were texting. I was right. like, I'm out. I have no interest in this. And now, kind of reel back in. World <sighs> tour would be fun.
0: I imagine this is not the end of the conversation because it, it, we thought this whole thing was dead a month ago or whatever, and now it's a year back. Ago, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, I'm sure this is going to be um, you know back and back and forth for a while. So we'll we'll keep a close eye on it. But for now, Epat, anything else before we before we get out of here? You want to chat on?
1: uh what in the news world? I don't know really what else is going on. This this storyline kind of dominated one. everything, and it's uh, just been the golf. I, I don't know if you're diving into the Walker cup, but they all got food, food poisoning, which is kind of funny.
0: Oh, I did not see that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you're, so do you know the? I think it's 2017 Walker cup. Do you know that team?
0: Yeah. It's insane. Right. It was yeah, like, and uh, your, your
1: buddy Norman was on it.
0: Norman was on it. Yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. it's like, they're, they're, I don't know how many combined wins they have now, but it's like an unbelievable squad. They they always pop up. They always pop up that graphic of them like touch all oh, holding on to the trophy or whatever. And it's like a who's who. Of-
1: oh, that's the, that was the DJ year, right? Uh, In 17? No. Yeah. Okay. As long as we're not confusing because the, the Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Horschel team was really good.
0: Too. Oh, maybe that's the fi- picture I'm thinking of.
1: But the 2017 team is just like if you think of a young guy on the PGA Tour right now, they're they were on that team. It's like Morikawa, Zalatoris, Scheffler Yes, yes,
0: yes. Sorry, I was I was confusing the picture with yeah. It was um... they both won. Yeah, Zhang Zalatoris, Braden Thornberry, Scotty Scheffler, Doc Redman, Colin Morikawa, Maverick McNeely, Stuart Hagestad, Doug Gim, Cam Champ, and Spider Miller was 67 years old and the non-playing captain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, Stuart Hagestad, I don't know if we want to just, he's living the life. The guy's like the best mid-amateur player in the world, goes to play the Masters once in a while, plays in all these Walker Cups. has a financial job in Newmarket, or not Newmarket, New York, but knows he's like the best amateur out there just the unreal i could play pro golf but i'd rather not just what a life <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a life who got food poisoning the u.s team
1: both teams everyone's oh. sick there's been talks that they might have to postpone it but um kind of a funny not funny unfortunate but
0: also kind of funny wow all right well we it's shall see for now That'll do it. Eric Patterson, you can find his work on the score. You can subscribe to his quick nine. You can follow him on Twitter at Golf, And uh, you can follow me at Rick Rungood. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown, and we'll catch you next time.